This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 5. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas, one notorious minute at a time. I'm Josh Flanagan, and with me are Ron Richards. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. Uh, This minute starts with that Pauly look. 
that we were talking about uh, yesterday. Uh, Ooh. So intimidating. It was it it it, cal- it calms everybody down. It quiets everybody down, and it gets him exactly what he wants without saying a word. Uh, and it ends uh, with a very happy Henry grabbing some keys and uh, presumably starting a vehicle. Now that he's got an employment with the Capstan, he's in. Yeah. He's in. He's finally in. All because of nationality and nepotism. So let's talk about Paulie. We talked about a lot about him yesterday, but now we really sort of see him for the first time with the close-up. And so I think it's really interesting that Paul Servino didn't think he was right for the role, and yet he has partly because he thought he was too nice. Yeah, no, he thought he thought he was too much of a pussycat. To, and yet that death that. stare yeah. is a fucking death stare. That that death stare is a death stare. He couldn't find a way into that character. That, that's like the ultimate dad stare. Yeah, right. like that, when you hear about those dads, you know, like well, my dad would just look at me and we'd all stop. And I don't. I'm a dad. I I can't do that. But I look. I look at the screen now, and I just want to stop what I'm doing. We and 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 you got to realize also is that I mean we, we all we all think of Paul Servino in reverence, right? And and that yeah. he's he's so amazing and stuff like that. This was really the the turning point for him because before this he was in. TV, like he was in Murder, She Wrote, he was in Moonlighting, he did an episode here, an episode there, he did a whole bunch of TV movies and stuff like that. He didn't play this type of character at any, at, at any point. Was this before or after Law & Order? It was before Law & Order. Mm. Law & Order was well, started, started, was started with him in 91. Well, there you if, go. If this had been made, you know, five years later, yep. it would just be a bunch of Law & Order actors. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> well, it became and, a bunch and, of Law & Order actors. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, but... Yeah. but You'd be like, oh, that's that guy from that one episode. And so it's a good thing that predates those. Yeah, so I mean, so before that, he was doing TV movies and the random TV stuff here and there. And then after this, he goes on to do Law and Order. He does Romeo and Juliet. He does like all the things that we know that he that he's so great at. Um, and uh, and really defined by that intimidation. I think that's what sums up his his characterization in this movie is that he he has the ability to intimidate. You know, um, and to quietly intimidate. Not showy. He's not chewing scenery. He's just standing there staring with his eyes. Yeah. Which is great. Well, he doesn't move yeah. for anybody. Like, he, And he moves. He sort of glides onto the set, glides off. You see him sort of disappear into the window. You know, that, that's his whole thing. He didn't move for anybody. Yep. Didn't move for anybody. Uh, something else from this particular part of this minute. Um, and I may, I admit that I may be overanalyzing things because the nature of this project we're doing. It, but it, <laughs> You must. <laughs> but uh, so as soon as Polly, you know, stares at these guys to stop horsing around in front of the cab stand and he leaves, they immediately start turning on each other and pointing fingers. No, it's your, and fault. I thought, it's your fault. And I thought this was kind of a foreshadowing to what's going to happen to the mafia in the future. It's true. Oh, it's that's, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a great angle. I that's, thought of that's, it. That's a great observation. I thought of it like that, that I tend to think of these guys as, you know, children who didn't grow up really so they're yeah. acting that like that but I, I guess that's just an extension of that and i also like i mean a lot of these scenes were were improv right i mean like sure. scorsese like you know if you pull up the script the banter between the guys isn't in the script um and, and i found this out because i was trying to find out exactly what tootie says when he when he grabs his crotch and i believe he says chew in your ear <laughs> which i don't understand what that means but um but yeah uh um yeah, and it's just you didn't it, hear that a lot growing up in an Italian family. Not so much, not so much. But uh, but yeah, no, I think Connor, you're right. I mean, they immediately turn on each other because they got in trouble, and then, then nobody yeah. wants to take the blame for it. Right. So, um, yeah, Pass so, the Chew in your ear. Yeah. So before we move on to uh, Henry's home <laughs> life, a uh, little bit about Paulie. Um, so Paul Servino is playing the character Paul Cicero. Um, in reality, he was, as we said last week, or I'm sorry, as we said yesterday, um, uh, his his real name was Paul Vario. 
And he was the head of a crew, of the Vario crew, which was a part of the uh, Lucchese crime family in this fictional mafia um, that doesn't <laughs> exist. Um, Paulie wa- was an enormous man. He was uh, six, he stood six foot three, and he weighed uh, uh, on average about 250 pounds. Um, uh, and they said that even though he was, you know, uh, even though he seemed to be like a big fat guy, he was ridiculously strong and had a temper. Um, no, no, hold on a second. Yeah, that is how tall I am and close to how much I weigh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if in today's America, two hundred and fifty counts as that fat. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to. You said At least it. We know you're not enormously strong. Yeah, uh, and I looked in the mirror and I was like, <laughs> oh, "Am goodness. I? Am I mafia fat?" <laughs> so, um, so anyway, Depends so on the pleats. <laughs> So he was very, very intimidating, um, and he ran the he ran the Vario crew, which was part of Luc- the Lucchese's. Um, as part of their businesses, he had uh, several uh, uh, legit businesses. He owned the taxi stand, as we see. Where later on, we're going to see him. He owns a pizza restaurant. He also owned a flower shop around the corner um, and another restaurant. So, like, he kept very um, within his neighborhood. He stayed close to where he was from um, and operated all out of that. And then he had supposedly a bunch of um, back, you know, behind the scenes businesses like garbage trucks and junkyards and things like that that then led to you know stealing and all that fun stuff so uh paul vario uh the head of the family based on a real person so there you go and probably coincidence that it was uh paul servino paul vario you know so are we are we done with well that's everybody's name Peter yeah. Paul. I get confused. Anyway, uh, that's later. Uh, so we're done with the street. We're done in the cab stand. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Let's and move. Let's we, see what's, we, what Henry's family life is like. Yeah, we move our way up into the the Hill household directly across the street. And having stood there on that location, it's not far. Yeah. It's it's right there. <laughs> um, these guys would have kept them up all night. Um, what we see is a very you know small apartment. It's sort of shotgun like, style, right? Yeah, where railroad. Railroad style, where every well, railroad means there's a there's a connecting hallway to all the rooms, but yeah, yeah. this yeah. But um, uh, the one thing I took away from this is that there are just children everywhere. Well, it was, it was yeah, seven kids, right? Yeah, seven yeah, kids, we, two, two, two. That's not you. Have nine people in a small Queens apartment. There's a you know, yeah, it's a just, miracle that they all made it out alive. Josh was barely I, able to make three people work, and one of them was tiny. Yeah, no, and it's a relatively <laughs> big apartment by Queen standards, certainly at that point in time. Um, but that also that was really normal, well, yeah. for a story at least, and I assume it went. But there'd be a lot of kids, and like that was how those houses work. You, you'd well, they were Irish and Italian Catholic. There was no birth control. Yeah, and they yeah. they weren't stopping. Yeah. Uh, in this shot, you've got at least five kids and two parents. Just as we go through here, and as you sort of turn around from the dinner table there's a bed right there yep. you know so so that sort of gives you the conditions that they're in there's stuff for um, those kids wherever they can yep. yeah Sleep and you got the oven you've got michael in that wheelchair the first shot of his brother michael yep yep, yep. um and, and that you know that's a walk up i don't know how oh. that, I mean, that that means that dad is carrying yep. him up and yeah. going back down for the for the wheelchair every day so a yeah. l- little research on that is brother michael in real life had a spinal cord condition and he was then he was paralyzed from the waist down hence the wheelchair so we also that turned him into the kind of person who, who cared about other people, right? Yeah, yeah. We also learned, and we don't think we touched on it that we, we we've mentioned it briefly in other episodes. Henry is half Italian, half Irish. So his dad is from Ireland. His mom's from uh, he's from Sicily, Sicily. Sicily which and which is funny because the, the 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 narration as he's saying, you know, the one of the reasons why his family was his at first his family was okay with him working at the cab stand was that once his mother found out that. Uh, the Ciceros or the Varios or whatever the, the the people who owned it, they were from the same part of Sicily as she was, 
and as being the lone Italian amongst the three of us, um, that is absolutely like even when I was a kid growing up in the eighties, I remember once a a new uh, grocery store opened in our town and we went there and, and my dad started talking to the guy who owned it and turned out they're both from the same, their families were from the same town in Italy. And every time we went, the guy gave us free bread. I thought you were going to say it was an Irish store and you burned it down. No, no, it wasn't an Irish store. No, but the guy found out that we were, we were that we were Bades. My dad's my dad's family's from Body, and so every time we come, every time we walk in, Bades, and, and give you give us the the good bread. You go in the back and give us good the bread? good bread. The good bread. Was it yeah. was it good bread? Yeah, it was. Good. It was really it, when you when you squeeze the paper mm-hmm. and just smell it. Oh God, yeah. it's so yeah. good. So you it, good. so Josh and Ron are kind of like Henry Hill. You're you're Irish and Italian. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, so I'm Italian. Josh is Irish. Connor, what are you? You're mu- Scottish. You're Scottish, Scottish. unfortunately. Oh, man, yeah. we don't we don't play well. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a lot, of, especially in New York. You had a lot of these Irish Italian family mixes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially of- at this point in time in the fifties, because yes. what you had was you had you know the wave of immigration in the early 1900s, and you had the Irish, the the Irish and the Italians were in their parts of the city. But by the fifties, you had a lot of intermixing going on. But so. they were also both trying to integrate at that point. Yeah, yeah. you know, and sort of become American as opposed to you know. Italian or Irish and try they didn't want to be immigrants they wanted to be Americans and so yeah. you're starting to see that intermingling uh, yeah. culturally I got a fun fact about Henry's dad Henry's dad is played by Bo Starr Bo is the brother of Mike Starr who plays Frenchie oh also huh. also Bo Starr was Chainsaw's dad in summer school oh yeah Mr. Gremp yeah Mr. Gremp wow. I have that for the next minute he has 131 credits wow yeah, but- but the, the I found it interesting that he was Mike. He's Mike Starr's brother. I think uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think Henry saying goodbye to his brother in the wheelchair. The only sibling he acknowledges because it's the only sibling we see later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so then so then the minute kind of wraps up with him going quote unquote going to school, and he runs around the, he runs around the corner just out of his mother's eyesight, and then he go, just goes right back to the calf's end, which begs the question. If he's supposed to be at school, but at the ca- does his mother and father never go outside at this point? I have exactly <laughs> this note. It's literally across. It's not even a street. Yeah, it's an alley. It's well, literally. <laughs> the mother's got six kids to deal with. I don't know that she's even seeing I the like, outside world. Yeah. I like how she yells. That's a really good point. I like how she yells at him to be careful crossing the street. Yeah, be careful how you cross. Yeah, you know because. He's living a pretty dangerous life. No, well, true, but I mean, and also <laughs> think, yet, think about th- this is a this is a world where kids just went to. I mean, like, oh, no, I know, yeah, like it's this is a completely different world than today, you know. So but what she thinks the danger is, as opposed to what the actual danger is, I, I find that gulf to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she asked him to bring back milk, and I wonder, did he? sure he did he's a good kid um was he yeah was the kind of kid like he made sure his mom thought he was a good kid so he always brought that back the milk or did he not oh he if he he definitely did because if he didn't suspicion would have cast on him yeah and she would keep him a stronger eye on him but if she if he did what she said she would be paying attention quite so so closely not that i have any experience in that whatsoever (laughs) none whatsoever um so you see go ahead I was going to say, what I like is that, so he's at the cab stand, and the moment where they throw him the keys to go park the car, does that kid look happy or what? That's exactly, exactly what I was about to say. Yep. He's Come the alive. happiest kid. He's parking Cadillacs. Yeah, it's amazing. Presumably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also love the, the, the little attention to detail, the close-up on the hand going in the key in the ignition, and then and this is before our time, you, you had to press a button to start the car. You press the button and turn the key at the same time, and that's how you started the car. 
Well, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to fault Martin Scorsese for yeah. uh, inattention to detail. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's great. And I'm sure that, you know, I take that back. There's probably a website yeah. <laughs> specifically about Martin Scorsese's inattention yeah. to detail, but that person is a troll. Yeah. So <laughs> there it is. So, uh, anybody else have any other notes? I have nothing else for this minute. Same part of Sicily. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> fair enough. That is it for the fifth minute and, and uh, the end of our first official week. Salut. <laughs> uh, I was like, my mind was going, that's Italian, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Salut. Uh, salut. French for We were going to hear from the Anti-Defamation League, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> inevitable. It's inevitable. It. <laughs> Tune in to uh, Monday yeah. for uh, minute number six. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin or on Instagram at GoodfellasMinute. Uh, there's no such thing as a mafia. You can find all of our episodes at goodfellasminute.com. Uh, we also want to uh, send, send some folks over, if you haven't, to check out uh, our progenitor, Star Wars Minute, at starwarsminute.com and, and all their many fine shows, who all, all of us have appeared on it at some point or another. Um, and Wait. if you like comics, go to our, our website, ifanboy.com. You can listen to our regular comic book podcast that we've been doing for 10 years. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, uh, I'm Josh. I'm Connor. And I'm Ron. Salut. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.